This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 717, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you.
my fanboy pick of the week, episode 715. I'm Connor Kilpatrick, and this is my co-host, Josh Flanagan. Hi. And we are iFanboy, and every week we read a bunch of comics, and one of the, us poor bastards has to pick their favorite book. We'll call it the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book, some other books, the patron pick, listener mail, because there will be time. It'll be fun. Here's your spoiler warning. This is a review show. There'll be some spoilers. Use your brain. Josh, you were the poor bastard who had the pick of the week this week. I know. Calling it a review show was kind of difficult. But but first of all, I have a couple of, couple of preambles, I guess. One, you sound great. You sound like yourself. And I, I think uh, everyone will feel relieved about that. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a little stuffiness, but that's also you. Um, two, this has been the weirdest fucking month of comic books. Has right? it been? It's been really bizarre. I keep. I've, I had another light week again. I think I only had like thirteen books, and uh, I keep wondering where all the comics are. I, well, now I'm at the point where I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Like I keep thinking, all right, here it comes. This is going to be be the week, and there'll be seventy five comics to read. Right. But not only have there not been a lot, uh, they haven't been super exciting. To put it no, that and way. I'm wondering. Um, I have, I've had that thought this week because, uh, you know, we talked <laughs> yesterday. There was no clear pick of the week for either of us. No. Um, you could have literally picked any book, and I would have said sure. But I, it, it almost feels from DC's side that it's it's the same feeling we had right like right before the new Fifty Two was announced. Right. Right. And yeah. we were like, what is happening? All these books are just sort of treading water. Like, they're fine. Some of them are okay. Some of them are good. Like, a couple are good. But most of them are just treading water. And it feels like in the lead-up to this 5G event, which is changing everything again, that, that has been leaking out and Tom King basically confirmed on John Sundress' show, like, it feels like they're just treading water to get to that point right now. So DC is really kind of boring. Marvel, I'm just not excited by. I, we talked about this before. I feel like their mm-hmm. creators have been on the books too long and... Not, nothing really that interesting is happening at the moment. Mm. And Image, we've talked about for a while how they had their their boom is long long gone, and most of their offerings are not that interesting at the moment. It's just a weird time. We're, yeah, weird and we'll time. get we'll get to that sort of tree yeah. of everything. There's a letter later that we yeah. will address. Um, so, uh, the, all that being said, this week the uh, pick of the week is the Butcher of Paris number three from Dark Horse Comics. Um, and when I made the choice, I thought, yeah, I feel comfortable with that. There was definitely some others. It was almost some of the other books that we're going to talk about. Um, but they all had caveats, you know, where, I, where it was pretty good. But, you know, th- this part I didn't like so much. But Butcher Paris, um, it's been uh, – Dark Horse is very good for this. Uh, mm-hmm. Occasionally they will do st- – Sort of interesting historical, historical yeah. slash historical fiction. Like this one lives a little in between there. Um, well, it's, it's still. You know, I mean, thinking, it's real. It's a real story and a real yeah. murder. The I assume the rest of it's fiction, but the, it's based on. Yeah, reality. I mean, I, I think. Yeah, they had to fill in the the blanks basically in in terms of character and actual. Um, and the, the you know, like, and, yeah. Yeah, um, which is fine. Totally I, I mean, fine. It, it, there's yeah. long. As long as they're upfront about that, I'm cool. And uh, you know, as we talked about the last time that we talked about it, it really is a thing that I don't, uh, I haven't spent a lot of time in this particular part of of you know the world in history in World War II. Uh, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think there's a, there's a lot to like. Um, I think the art by Dean Cotts is is really 
sort of perfect for it. Mm-hmm. I think if you saw this maybe in a mainstream Marvel book, you'd be like, I don't know if this fits. Uh, depending, you know, uh, you know, the, the whole deal, the writing is, it's great. Like I really like the, the main character who's the detective guy and then his sort of foil, the, the Nazi head of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, you've created these two strong characters and then the middle is this wild card of the, the uh, Marcel, I can't, how do I pronounce the last name? Uh, the killer, oh, uh, yeah. Petio. Um, and, uh, you know, like I am every time I sort of get myself back into it, cause it does take a, there's a, there's like a, some comics take a little warm up. Like you start reading it. You're like, what is it? Is it? Right. Okay. I'm on, I'm on, you know, and by the time I'm at the end, like I really want to read the next part. I want to know how they're going to go about this. Cause I know that this happened. <laughs> so that's even more interesting to me. Um, and you know, in a in a in a sort of comic book uh, market right now that we're just talking about, it hasn't been super exciting. This is you know a cool little book. Now, this is very specific to it's a subjective. It's very specific taste. to our interests. Yes, exactly. It's like when we were we were fawning over Rebels every time it came out. You right. Know, it exactly. feels like there's an editor over at Dark Horse who just p- puts books out for us. Well, there are, there's also editors over at Dark Horse who really don't. Right, so I'm saying there's, a, there's a one guy over there yeah. who's like, these guys are going to like this book. And it's true. <laughs> and then there's several thousand people listening going, why is it always this? Um, <laughs> we get it. You like history. But, yeah, but it's it's really – it's good. It's, well, it's I think, interesting. I think it, it, you know, for I, me – Sorry. I, I just want to say I want to reiterate re- yeah. re- re- one of your points you mentioned before you blow past it is that – the parallel investigation is the most interesting part because it's not like a thriller in terms of the the killer because you don't see the killer that much although he makes an appearance in this issue kind of like uh kevin spacey in in seven you know where he sort of Mm -hmm. pops up in the police station real quick but uh the parallel investigation between the french police and the the german are they the ss Um, uh i look at the uniform uh it doesn't i mean something like that there, anyway, that there's the, the Nazis are investigating and the French are investigating, and it's interesting the 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 difference yes. the 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 uh, got the got the skull on his hat. Yeah, the the um the uh, the, the the different methods, the different uh, motives for the investigation, and the way they cl- mm-hmm. they clash and they're not helping each other, but they kind of are helping each other. It was it's interesting. It's an interesting structure. And and yeah, and it's 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 well defined it it's you know you can see those clear the parallels and then the 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 contrasts mm-hmm. you know like the the motives are completely different right you know the 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 nazi guys are like i don't really care that anyone's dying you know it's not as i'm i'm not avenging anybody i don't care about the wrongness of it um you know and and then you've got this sort of there's just a little couple of things that keep happening in the background where you know the the detective goes in and he and he yells at uh Yodkus, maybe I think. Sure. Uh, you know, I don't know their names. Yodkum. Yeah. I don't know the I don't know the uh, French Colonel Sanders guy's name, <laughs> but um, he he Yodkum and and you know, like I was like, can you do that? I'm pretty sure you can't do that. You can't <laughs> yell at the occupying Nazis. And then there's just like other little things when they they do a perp walk with the guy, and there's people, you know, uh, there's photographers outside taking pictures. Which there's a why. bunch. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Right of and uh, and uh, 
you know, like I was like, well, who are those guys? Like, are they French? Like, are the French still doing a newspaper? The Nazis <laughs> controlled all their own newspapers. You know, like, like what's ha- like, who, who's the press here? How does that work? And, and these are all things I had never thought about. You go to the party, the the Nazis are at the party, and there's all these beautiful women around and people. And I'm like, well, who are these people? Are these Germans? Or are these people who are going to be labeled collaborators? Or yes, you know, and you've got. The, the new guy comes along, you know, the, the guy who'd taken over Paris and who was in charge of it is, is into the good life. He's like, the, the French, is, they've got beautiful women and they have wine and they have whatever. And the other guy comes in and goes, yeah, I'm going to burn it all. That's interesting. Like, it is, I don't even know what that has to do with the first part of the story. Yeah, it, um, it's, and what I like, too, is that I think sometimes the impulse would be to make this uh, Nazi investigator sympathetic. But he's not. Yeah. He's not sympathetic. He's a Nazi. And... He, as you said, he's he's not like, oh, he's just kind of a good guy. He got caught up in it. No, he's not. He's in the SS. None of those guys were like that. And so it's 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 not like rooting for a bad guy, but it's it's interesting to have him. He's not like a he's not like a caricature, but he is a bad guy. Um, and that's that's good. And I'll, but then you have this worst bad guy who comes in and says, yeah, I realize you enjoy your parties, but I'm going to destroy this whole fucking city uh, tomorrow. So what is that going to do? Because I think I mean I can't imagine this is more than six issues, right? Or, f- or four? We're not we're not good at this kind of prognostication. <laughs> we're 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 bad at it. So we should not. Uh, we just say we don't know. I assume it's we'll six because we have to collect it. So let's let's just say it's going to be six. And this is halfway through. You know, so. but what's not cool about that? But I, I think what's intriguing about that? You know, he's going to burn the city. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Like it's it's the correct choice for that. It's it's bad. We also know that it didn't happen, right? <laughs> that's that's key. Um, yeah, but you know, the the more when I sort of was like, oh, I think I, I was leaning towards something else, and then I sort of went over my list. I went over my list like two or three times. Sure, and maybe all this stuff didn't stand out to me so much. But but now talking about it, really from the moment that I wrote it down, oh, this is totally a pick of the week, and I like that it's not the first issue of the thing; it's a few in. So a lot, you know, it's it's. Not easy. It's hard, but it is easy to make a first issue. Well, because the first issue, intro- especially this one, had like the the shocking moment. Uh, yeah. Whereas this is the we're in the exact middle of the story. If it's six issues, this we're in the exact middle. So this is yeah. like this is doing the work. Execution. This is the issue yes. that does the work. It does the storytelling, um, and that makes it you know all the more impressive. I, I should yeah. say that uh, as the kids say, World War One's having a moment. So we have a sure. World War One flashback here. After years and years and years, we used to say of not getting any World War One stories. Now we're getting them, which is which is interesting and good, I think. Yeah. Uh, so here we see we flash back to yeah. how the, the I, I'm not going to say how the killer became a killer, but I don't know if the war broke him or if it just allowed him to be more awful. But we get a little bit of a taste of the the, the butcher of Paris as a young man in the trenches, and it's um, yeah. suitably. I mean, terrible. Uh, yeah. it was a it was a bad time for a French soldier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a real bad time. Uh, I do not know who Stephanie Phillips is. Uh, I think she's doing a great job. Quite frankly, I cannot think of another war story that was written by a woman. Yeah, no, it's very true. I, I, like, it's always men who do it. Um, there's no qualitative or discernible sort of difference in that one way or another. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is written by a girl. And I find that interesting. I just, you know... It's it's kind of it's kind of cool as an object lesson. Look, it doesn't always have to be Garthanis. Mm-hmm. You know, like it can be lots of people who are interested in this. Uh, it's great. I, but, I'm, but on the I'm other side, Garthanis was like, wait, someone else did a war story. <laughs> I know. He's, 
That's my market. He woke Good. up. And he woke up in the middle of the night. He went, "What? What? Wait a minute! I think someone else <laughs> is doing a war comic." Harder tanks in it. I really enjoy this book, and I I get excited whenever I see new issues out. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. This is this has been fun. Not fun. Well, fun. I, yes, it, yes, but not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. We let's you know, <laughs> Nazis are bad. Murders bad. <laughs> War is bad. All these things. Let's are bad. move along. <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, Daredevil 17 was probably my front runner up until that. Right. And it was a lesser of e- evils isn't the right word, word, but it was like the top of the tiny heap, basically. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot been going on. This is part seven, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, we should say Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Fornas. Is, Jorge Fornas is one of the uh, regular regular artists for, for, for Daredevil. Um, he is now. And it's interesting because you, it feels like there's like three arcs going on here. You have <laughs> the, the eternal arc since the beginning of Matt not wanting to be a daredevil. I think I think that's part of my other Marvel problem is I feel like every character is going through this right now. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to wear the costume. Um, and then you have Kingpin and his fight with the super rich people of New York who secretly run the city. And then and then you have. Uh, this mob war going on in Hell's Kitchen between Hammerhead, uh, the Owl, and this this older woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's a lot of arcs that are just sort of continuing. So it's, it's interesting because it's not following your traditional six issue and traded arc. No, it, it's sort of like all these. What issue number is this? Seventeen. It feels like it feels like yeah. we're in a seventeen issue arc. Here. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's not I a bad thing necessarily. Right to, no, it isn't, and also it's not because it seems to have phases it feels more like a like a soap opera like an ongoing like it used to feel thing yeah. that that builds on itself um or yeah like a sequential just you know episodic story that sort of keeps going which to me is not the same thing as like an eight issue arc about one arch thing that's happening mm-hmm. um and so i dig that part of it and i don't get the same kind of fatigue um and i didn't love you know like the earlier bit but, like, all the things are resolving before I'm getting tired of it, or at least changing. So, you know, there was the bit with the cop at first, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then it went on for a bit. Yeah. And now he's had a change of heart. He's, uh, you know, you can't change Matt all that much, but you can change the other people around them. And I like what's happening with his story. I really dig the Kingpin story and what yeah. they're sort of doing with his, basically his self-esteem, <laughs> right. you know, and his anger. And, like, it's it's interesting because he's a bastard. Right. But you kind of want him to succeed in this fight. Right, because they're worse bastards. It, right, exactly. And, you know, there's a bit, actually, I think it was in the last issue where, you know, Matt came to talk to him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, do you have anything to do with this Hell's Kitchen thing? And Kingpin just starts laughing at him. He's like, yeah. No, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, working way above this about, level right now. Well, he's also like, you're all about this two by four block area. Right. And I thought that was great. Like that said a lot, you know, and it, it isn't just that. So then that that's my favorite part of this right now. Uh, and I like how they're intermingling, although they're not direct. That scene with Kingpin really sort of sorted things out. They're like they're both meeting in the middle on certain things, but their their paths aren't really aligned. Right. Um, then you've got this Matt thing, which is. Cool, because, you know, we get into him a lot. 
And it's not that he doesn't want to do it. He's just trying to figure out a different way to do it because he was, you know, he's, they, they're, they're leaning into the Catholic guilt thing. And I like that because it makes him different than all the other characters. Sure. Like he goes into the church. He believes in God. He, you know, all those things are sort of messing with him. And, and, and the great part is that on our side, Foggy's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like it's a person you love and you keep seeing him screw up over and over again. And I just – I think the cartooning was really nice in there. I think you know the acting – the characters are really good. You know, This wasn't like, oh my god, did you read that issue? It's amazing. But there are a lot of good things happening and 17 issues in. I don't think that's nothing and Jorge Fornes is great. Yeah, I I mean, we had a lull with the book for a while about five issues ago. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's not right. But it, there was a lull in the middle. Where when this mm-hmm. book started off, we were like, "This book is terrific," and then it mm-hmm. got in the middle. It got weird, and it's been. I think it's it's good again. The Electra stuff has been good. It's been good for the last four. Or five yeah, that's. Yeah, um, it's true. I mean, they just announced that they're you know the new volume of this, so this clearly this story is wrapping up soon. But um, until then, I mean, it's always good to see Hori Fornes do work. Yep. Um, when you asked me yesterday, I I threw out Doctor Doom as a possible pick of the week solely based solely on a joke that they set up early on and then they paid off at the end. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know that this book is good. I was I was going to say the same thing. Like, I, there's a lot to like in it, but I'm not entirely sure if it's good. I don't – I'm not even sure it is. I just – I think I just wait for when Kang shows up. But here – and I'm not even sure I can tell you the story of this book. It's Christopher Catwell on 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 story and Salvador Larocca on art with Guru FX and Corey Pettit. And uh, you know, Doom has been exiled. He's living in Man- in Queens. He's got a hoodie. He wears a little cobra mask like the cobra soldiers to hide his face. And meanwhile, there's a there's been a coup in Latveria. So the woman who was in charge was sent out on a mission, and then while she was gone, other people took over the country. So she's sort of trapped with. Uh, Silver Sable, I guess is is yeah. Well, and, the, they they decided to take off and find out what was going on. Right, and then of, uh, of the meanwhile, Doctor Doom had a vision of marrying this doctor Fruzina Markovich, who is a Latvian working in the United States. So he's looking for her, and then of course Kang keeps popping up, and this time in the in the New York Public Library while he's doing research, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a part. Where is I'm looking for the part where oh so the woman who Doctor Doom wants to work with is a, is, a, is a doctor she's yeah. also a meteorologist and um, she's talking about how she's uh, she worked with Doom before or um, Doom probably, no, Doom probably, Doom has not, doesn't have a lot of use for meteorologists and one guy says unless it's to create a nice storm inside the Baxter Building and it's kind of like a mm-hmm. like a, a chuckle joke but then later on. <laughs> Kang pops up and he says and Doom tells him he's seeking this scientist and he tells Kang she's a meteorologist and Kang says to create an ice storm in the Baxter building and I it it was just such a dumb callback that I laughed um I just love Kang I liked the joke two panels before that too when he kind of disses on uh 2099 yes strange era it wants the future but somehow dated I was like damn (laughs) um it's, like, it's, 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 I don't even know that it's good. I just, I, but I do enjoy I reading it. I don't think it's good, but I think it's fun to read. Yeah. Cause it's, it's wacky. It's, you know, guy doesn't have to really follow the rules. You're going to, I'm going to big TV guy. I can come in and do whatever I want, but he knows the stuff, you know, like, and it's also, I mean, let's not, let's not fool ourselves. It's good. Kang. 
It's great, Kang. Um, and also it's good Kang, Doom, it's too. It's Kang as an agent of chaos, really. Yeah. Good Doom, yep. And, and basically the, the, the end of this is that Doom's back to Doom because Kang dropped his armor off. You well, know. it's new armor, which is terrible looking, of course, as we could could have predicted. Um, <laughs> dude, Kang shows up with like a suitcase. <laughs> He's like, here, I've got a gun and it's a bunch of armor for you from the future. Bye. And uh, so now at the end, the big reveal is Doom in his armor, which is, looks terrible. And of course, in another book this week, Classic Doom showed up. And I was like, that's Doom. At least the at least they didn't change the basics of the no, no, hood and cape. It's, it's basically stuff. him in armor with a green 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 uh, skirt and cape. It's it's fine I mean, if if you have to if you have to. I mean, I am not a Salvador Loroca fan, but as far as his work goes, this is probably as good as it gets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah Like yeah. I wasn't I wasn't uh, distracted like I have been in the past. Um, it's it's silly and fun and like super serious at the same time as not i liked the reverse on the doctor you know like and he's like i've come here to you and, and you think that because of the earlier scene you think that she's a very loyal right latvarian. person and, and you you yeah latvarian what you find out is that no she's terrified of them you know so she's just well, yeah she's because if the you, line if you badmouth latveria while you're in like canada they will send out a strike team to come get you so authoritarianism has its <laughs> limits. And while I really do like the gray nebulous doom, mm -hmm. it's fun to go back to, you know, fuck, I'm doom. Right. You know, like that, that, that is where he should live for the most part. And we have had fun. I think Bendis did a great story with him as Iron Man. And that was fun. You know, in the, in the aftermath of what was that event where the battle world and everything. Oh, um, yeah, which now they're, I think they're gonna they're, we're finally leaving behind. Is this even? Is this is this count? Is this canon? Who knows? Yeah, sure. Who cares? Lois Lane number eight of twelve. Thanks for putting it on the cover, DC. Um, <laughs> what do we do with a problem like Lois Lane? I I like this a lot and don't like things about it all at the same time. It's I think this is the first There's, issue I didn't like. I liked every issue up to this point. I did not like it, but there was definitely things that stood out. I think there's a certain point where she's like, I've got this, you know, and, and Superman. I I love the very real thing in terms of a relationship where Superman knows that he can help her with everything, but he has to let her do her thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. The way that that's written is really good. But there were certain bits in this where I was like, he should be there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is Like, they blew up her hotel room. Right. Like, you know, there's a line. You know, like, you should let your kids be free, but don't let them walk on the on the guardrail of the bridge. You know? Uh, Greg Rucka, Mike Perkins. Um, Perkins. I don't, we, I don't know what's going on with Mike Perkins. There's some rough art in this one. Yeah. Um, just some inconsistency of faces. That's um, what one of my problems was. Um, I feel like Renee always looks different. And yeah, she really does. Then at the end, this woman, you know, the cliffhanger or the or the the last stinger is this woman shows up at the airport and shows a passport, and I was like, is that is that Lois or not? I because she was in the cold open of the last issue. Mm -hmm. And I thought the same thing. She was in the prison, and I was like, "Who's this?" And and you know, because there's been some. Uh, what was what was uh, Clark and Lois's secret code names when he had the mustache? And oh, right. <laughs> like, the, there's you know, been there's been some. Yeah. 
some some uh, you know uh, disguisery yeah. and yeah. So this one is Jessica Knight. That's what her ID or that's what her ID, British passport, passport says at yeah. the end. But I don't know who that is or what that's supposed to mean. But I same thing where I was like, wait, is this Lois? Because in the last issue, I thought, is this the timeline's kind of all over the place? Um, Maybe Superman and Lois Lane are kinkier than we thought they were. They're really into. I don't play. doubt. I did love the sequence with him, though, where he shows up after the bomb goes off, and they're in Chicago, and, and all the cops are waiting around because they know he's going to show up. And she's like, listen, uh, I'm fine. Go out there and, be, and do PR Superman while I deal with this. And that was great. I did like that. I thought that was a really good scene. I did wonder. I was like, is this – do they know who he is now? Is this after he revealed himself? I don't think it was. What a fucking mess. Because he says, because he says, I'm well, call me Superman. So I don't know if I don't know if that was a call out to the identity thing, but Maybe. either way, I like I, a I slight liked, one, but I like Superman, you know, like the fact that we're just acknowledging a little bit. I don't want it all the time, but you know, he's a public figure. It's a it's a you know, it's a big deal for people. Cops so are trying to stick around. Yeah. I, I do want to give Mike Perkins some credit. I did really like the two page fight scene with Renee it's and good. the woman with the skull face. Uh there was some great fight choreography in that sequence. Do we Faith? know who that is? No. It's not the Bones guy. No, it's just some person. All right. We don't know much these days. <laughs> Sexy lesbian maid turns turned ghost rider. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so you know. it's a weird it's a weird book. I have been enjoying it, but I also don't necessarily know where it's going anymore. I know it started off with an investigation to a, a woman's murder, and I don't. I feel like I've lost that completely. It does feel a little too like let's let's just put let's put the question and Lois together and see what happens and and for a little while I was working out and I was like I don't think you know what's going to happen <laughs> like in a way like I don't know that I don't know lost the thread lost I think the thread. I think Greg Rucka's strength is what you said is the relationship yep he's really good at that did you read the man who fucked up time number one from aftershock comics no I didn't tell me about John it John Layman, Layman and Carl Mosterat I guess Moster um it's i you know layman is a conundrum uh he can be yes. really good and interesting and funny and then sometimes it's really um what was that sci-fi one we, that he wrote that we didn't like i don't remember the name of it i didn't remember, i remember did not time. like it i just yeah yeah I, I mean like it was like i i couldn't i couldn't care so this isn't this is not bad but it's i feel like I can already see the trouble coming, but I don't want to be unfair to it yet because it hasn't showed up. So the, but basically the story of this is uh, the cold open is this dude running from uh, a sort of a sci-fi samurai cop who's on riding a dinosaur who's telling him to halt. And he's running through this town and everyone's wearing stovetop hats, stovetop pipe hats. And the guy says, in the name of King Abraham Lincoln the sixth, I commend you to surrender. And, uh, we see this world that is sort of Egyptian, but also has dinosaurs, and everyone's wearing Lincoln hats, and there's Lincoln like banners everywhere. And uh, so then we go back to the present, where he's where he's a lab assistant at this company that's trying to figure out time travel. And of course, uh, we learn you know there's four people. There's the old man boss who figures out how to make it work. Uh, they open up a door. He goes into like a Two million years in the past, he grabs a flower. He goes back and says, "Look, we found this. We have it worked. We have this flower. It's been extinct." Um, but then the lab's like, "How did you? How did we? It didn't work yesterday. How did we figure this out?" And then 
uh, he's got two colleagues, one of whom is an asshole. Like he's got like the slick back hair with the you know the head shaved in the side. He's got like douchey facial hair, and he's mean to the lab assistant. And we find out that he was his roommate in college. He stole all the lab assistant's work, um, and got his thesis published based on his work. So the other guy had to drop out of school and had to take this part-time lab assistant job. And so then uh, his future self appears at the bar and says, "Hey, you have a time machine now. Why don't you go back in time and fix all that?" And thus. Um, he goes back in time, uh, puts his lab notes on the boss's desk the day before, so that's how the time machine was able to be fixed. But then when he comes back to the present day, that's when he's in the earth where everyone worships Abraham Lincoln and uh, there's dinosaurs. And, and it's all... It, it feels like... I love time travel stories, but they're very tricky. And mm-hmm. it feels very surfacey right now. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm not giving up on it. I think there's, there's interesting stuff here. The art's pretty good. Uh, but I, you, it, if you just do it for the jokes, it's not that interesting to me, the time travel story. Um, so I'm really interested to see where this goes, how deeper it gets, because right now it just feels kind of like um, an excuse to have this wacky world in which samurais are riding dinosaurs and worshiping Abraham Lincoln. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's not bad, but it was just like, I didn't love it. It started with that, you know, and, and well, we'll just hopefully we'll get by with that. Like Chrononauts, I thought was very considered that mm-hmm. Mark Miller did a while ago that we really liked that short miniseries where yeah. it felt like there was, I, Ron, I really liked it. I don't think you did, but um, it, it felt I like he, he really thought it. through a lot of the time travel elements, whereas this feels more like the wacky side of time travel. What's, it's not even. I think even Bill and Ted really, at least character. Yeah, I don't want to get to that, but it just feels like a little, <laughs> a little wacky right now. All right, which that's fair. What, I, Layman does. I really think it well. is a thing where there's there's different ways to do time travel. So there's different flavors of yeah. it. You know, like there's, I really liked Looper. You didn't. There's a fake uh, Wikipedia article in the back where it says that some random dude showed up at the at Ford Theater and saved Lincoln from assassination. So that's going to take me a long way. That's going to. Okay. All right. That's cool though. I like that bit. If you like time travel and you like John Lehman, I think it's worth checking out the first issue to see how you personally feel about it. Um, okay. And I'm not giving up on it. Like I said, because there's, there's a lot here and I, he could really uh, expand on it. That there, there's a bit where at the very end, the uh, time travel police show up and they say, uh, you got to fix this. Otherwise we're holding your baby self hostage. And if you fuck it up, we're going to kill you as a baby. Hmm. All right. The man who fucked up time number one from John Lehman and Carl Mosterat. Is that on the cover? The it's F, F with a bunch of you know symbols. Gotcha. So and and you chose not to. That's I'm good. I that's chose to right. be real. Let's be real here. Yeah. You don't have market considerations to worry about. No. Sue Sue aftershock. <laughs> not me. Uh, let's take a quick break to talk about <laughs> patreon.com slash ifanboy. That's where you can go help the show out directly. Everyone who does that is a, is a, is a, is a real strong supporter of the show and you keep it going. You keep the lights on, you keep the bills paid, you keep us a new equipment. If you were at the last hangout, you saw my, the bulb of my light explode and, uh, I got a new one. That's, and I, that's how I, that's how these, these things happen. Patreon.com slash ifanboy. Our stretch scroll that we're aiming towards is the edition of the monthly non-comics media podcast. 
that we will add to the to the list of shows we are behind on. <laughs> and also we will upload the f- missing full-length video shows and mini-shows that we did 10 years ago to our YouTube channel and re- re-embed them on the website. And you should be able to see all the old video content we used to do if you're new to iFanboy and didn't know we used to do a video show. There, there are some of them on YouTube, but a lot of them are missing. So we'll upload all the missing ones if we hit the next I went to look for one. I went to look for one the other day and it wasn't there. It's a bummer that the minis are all gone because those are mm-hmm. really fun to look back at. Um, someone was talking about how they... Oh, people who liked us discussing that two-page spread. I thought, oh, that's very similar to that mini we did. We talked, looked at silly DC villains and I was like, oh, right, that's not on the website, internet anymore. Yeah. Um, so if you want to help us out, if you want to keep the, help keep the lights on, if you like supporting the show, if you, if you uh, want to hit, see the old video content, patreon.com slash ifanboy. T-shirt store, ifanboy.threadless.com, where we have our seven shirt designs, ifanboy logo, her and pick of the podcast ratings. If one is electro, GDAT, nothing makes sense, nothing matters. And as I said last week, we have, we have the preliminary stages of two new designs uh, that Josh is, Josh is running that project, and we'll have it for you soon. This is a lie. <laughs> ifanboy.com slash support. You can help us out directly via PayPal if you just want to throw a couple extra bucks that you have in your pocket and you want to support your, one of your favorite shows. Uh, that's a way you can do that. Also, if you don't want to be a patron. Also, fmi.com slash Amazon where you can buy the links. Uh, you can find links to the books we talk about on the Booksplode show as well as a general Amazon link. And again, you know, we have all these, sh- all these things help keep the show going. They pay the bills. Uh, they make it worth our time to, away from our families, and uh, we appreciate everyone who keeps uh, supporting the show and keeps it going. It's been 15 years, and we couldn't do it without you. So let's uh, move on to some more comic talk. Moving along. I, I could have made a case to make Usagi Ojimbo number eight. I assume you could always color. make a case for Usagi Ojimbo. It's true, but the fact is, the the strength of it, the thing that I really like about it, is that it's incredibly predictable and it's always the same. It's comfort food, but not it. It is. That's. I think that's right. It's. It's a little like going to get a bowl of ramen. Right. Or done. Uh, and, but it's 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 really hard to talk about in that sense because each story just does the thing that it does. Right. You know, like. This one, he meets some rogues on the road, and they're like, well, we had to fight these guys because this guy's a sword, and we're going to go get the, the the reward for the sword. And then it's, it's like a one-issue thing. It's, you know, There's a whole bunch of intrigue. There's a thing, and it turns out that sword's fake, and the person who sold it to them had stolen it but then sold it back to the, the people beforehand, and they're out of luck again. You know, like it's not, it's not like this is the standout book. But it is always, I'm like, cool, Usagi Ojimbo up, uh, issue. Well, it sounds I like, know I this mean, will be enjoyable. Not sounds like it is very much to, like like uh, Jonah Hex. Yeah, know? yeah, 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 totally. In that. Um, uh, without the cast of sort of, uh, you know, amazing guest artists. Not that, not right. that, but that was the, to me, like in retrospect, that's almost the strength of, of that series was, uh, you know, strong stories. And, and you're right, like the plots are differentiated enough that uh, it's amazing that Sakai is still thinking of different things you can do by having the wandering Ronin. Um, It's just fun. How many decades? I I know, like, you know, but he just keeps doing it. That's his thing. And I, I, God bless him. I I hope that he gets to keep doing it. Over the break, I read um, the first volume of Lone Wolf and Cub, which I'd never read before. Oh my goodness. It's so good. Very good. It's very good. It's and it's very compelling. Like you, you want like you want to keep reading it. But it's also like this, where it's like every story he'd walk into a new town, and it'd yeah. be a problem. Um, yeah. And, and I'm like, well, that's good, but there's like 17 more of these. 
it's 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 it is worth it. I've read it all. It was a while ago, and I'm sure I will never get through it all again. But I remember really enjoying it. I'm I'm going to admit to being shocked to see Birthright number forty one on the rundown. I I definitely had stopped reading. It. I thought you had stopped reading it as well. Well, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> this isn't necessarily a oh man, this was great. The check in. Well, I'm glad you're and checking in because I I, I, you, I stopped like a year ago. You just checked in. Uh, and I think this needs to stop. <laughs> like it, it, it was, it was really interesting. It was great in the beginning. It was very great in the beginning, and it was really interesting. You know, built a whole world and and all these things going on, and but there was still a lot of family conflict. Yep. And as we get into the final battle part, that part seems to be mostly resolved. And now I'm like, oh, well, how long is this gonna go? Uh, because. I am not so interested in the monsters fighting each other, and that's right. kind of where we are. Uh, right, doing the beginning a thing was where the, the kid returning home after being missing for, uh, you know, however many years, and but now he's a grown man, and, and he's also like Jason Momoa, and he also is like Conan, Conan the Barbarian, and and uh, how does that, how do they deal with that, and then the fallout from him being gone, and his parents, his, everyone thought his dad killed him, and and he also brings back this war. Like there was a lot of interesting things, but it was it was grounded. In this story of a family being reunited after a tragedy, and right, and I, but and that that went on. Then there was a thing where like the older brother who was younger, you know, sort of became an evil magician, and then their grandfather turns out he was the, and all that is fine. It makes sense. There's all this sort of family trust stuff going on, and we're kind of past that. And I and I, I you know, yeah. it, it's it, it's I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's impressive, it, it, though. It's 41 yes. issues, which is nothing to yeah. sneeze at in this market, especially from Image, where you have to f- you have to foot the bill yourself. So it must have been yep. doing well enough that they... Because the, the, the there's no slouch. The art team is... No, the team, no. Andre no, Bresson uh, is terrific. He is. He is. And I think that he's going to get a lot of uh, paying work after this one, uh, for sure. And it's impressive enough, too, that, like... Not only just paying for yourself, but keeping it up. It's been pretty damn regular. I'm, Willie, Josh Williamson, though, is like... He's a serious comic dude. Like he's he's if he says he's going to do the work, he's going to do the work. And th- th- there he, have he, been regular breaks, like all these image books have taken, where they say right. we're out we're out for three months or whatever. But it's still been pretty consistent. Yep, and, and yeah, it is not falling off in that way. But I, I am less interested in the story at this point. And by the way, where he's taking the story totally makes sense. But I'm not so into that part. Justice League number forty. This is the first issue of the new creative team after Scott Snyder and James Tinian Four and his very, their various artists left. I thought that they finished their evil Lex Luthor story, and now we're back to meat and potatoes. And um, I wanted to mention it because it was almost comical in how much they were reestablishing this book within the DC universe. So like uh, a Daxamite crash lands in minnesota and the justice league mm-hmm. goes to goes to investigate it and um there's the after the fight it's like oh now we can deal with batman's grief about alfred and then john stewart has a long talk with clark about revealing his identity and then the flash is afraid to go to full strength because in his book the speed force is all fucked up so it's like all these things that are affecting the, the characters from their own books which there clearly is a reason why they're they're doing that and i don't know what that is yet but um, mm-hmm. it was a lot of time spent with everyone's everyone's problems from their own story, their own series, which didn't even really ha- has never really been a thing. With team books, you kind of have to have it exist on its own. 
And every once in a while, stuff bleeds in from other books. But for the most part, it has to live in its own little bubble because there's there's literally too much happening for these characters all to be in, in ten places at once. Um, but it wasn't bad. The, you know, Doug Monkey's the artist. He's good. And um, he only had one inker this this time, which was unusual. Mm-hmm. But it just was interesting to see how after they they figured out what was going on with the Daxamite and they figured out it has to do with the Eradicator, uh, they all went, sort of went off for their own little therapy sessions. Um, so wow. I'm curious what, what's going on with that. But. All right. So, so, I mean, it's solid. It, it, it's, it, it's a solid. It was, you know. I think meat and potatoes sounds like exactly the right thing. Like it's uh, no, it's, I, uh, I think I think that's true too. And it's still treading water. In a, I mean, it sounds like it definitely is. Yeah, but I mean, I think after all, after the epic tone of the war, I don't even remember what the, the title of the story was, but the war with Lex Luthor and the children of of Perpetua and the Monitor and Anti Monitor, it was time for just uh, a straight up Justice League story. Hmm. Um, before we, we we get to the, the next block, I just wanted to mention there was a lot of things this week that kind of bugged me, but the one that bugged me the most was in Black Cat number nine, where uh, Canadian writer Jed McKay had Queen's native Felicia Hardy call soda pop. Oh, and I was like, that would never, no ever, 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 ever happen in New York City. And also, how did the editor not catch that? Good point. I thought she was. She's she's at a movie theater with her boss, who's an older man, and she he's like, "Can I have a sip of that?" She goes, "Buy your own pop." And I thought she was calling him pop. I was like, "Is that her dad?" And I went, "Oh shit, no, she's talking about the soda." What the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> you're not wrong. It is one of those things that I've never heard a northeasterner ever say, especially in New and York it's City. Still weird. Do people still say it in the Midwest. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't. I didn't cr- encounter it until college. So I started meeting people from from other parts uh-huh. of, the, of the country not i didn't before but really living with them um yeah but it's not an it's not a new york city expression i'm assuming it's a canadian one but the editor should have definitely caught that there's a lot of things this week where i feel like the editor should have caught but that was the most blatant one <laughs> we're really zeroing in on things that... <laughs> um let's take a quick journey to a place that we haven't been in a while uh it was dusty it was it was, it, it was we had to clean out some cobwebs we had to sweep it off the Star Wars corner. Also, in our in our version of the Star Wars corner, there is very little connection to society at large. So <laughs> nobody needs to get mad about the metaphor or lack of metaphor that Star Wars corner holds here. We're just going to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. And we're going to leave all that other stuff out. Star Wars colon Darth Vader number one. This would be the third volume iteration of a, of a of a, and then also there's been minis there's been other darth vader minis well, along the Kieran way but I think this and the, charles soul and now greg pock is that correct yep well, yes that's correct and, and and you take you take um gillen out of the equation originally it started with jason aaron kieran gillen those are the two main guys on star wars and darth vader ongoing books they've both moved on after fairly su- successful runs uh charles soul then sort of became the main guy um, I think he's still doing the Kylo Rise of Kylo Ren book, um, and uh, Greg Pak is now taking over the main Star Wars book and apparently this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good, in a way. Um, however, um, you decided to check back in. I, Why? Because because it's I think it, it's okay for for a check in time. But the oh there, wait, let problem. me ask you another different question. Have you been reading Darth Vader the whole time, or did you stop reading it? <sighs> I think I have been reading. I I know I read all of Charles Soule's 
Because that was your I'm favorite sure Star Wars been. book. Yeah, the Kieran Gillen one was great. And then I stuck with that Dr. Afra for a while until he left the book. And then I petered off. Um, and I've been reading Greg Pak on Star Wars proper. Um, and then for a little while, it was Phil Noto on art. But now it's a different person. Um, I have is a that, package is, is that Phil Noto? It is Phil Noto. He's, <laughs> he's come here. And I, was, I'm, I, will, I will congratulate him on a career of great stuff. Now the dog is upset about somebody being at the door. <laughs> can we can I I'm doing a thing. Okay. Um <laughs> sorry. Um that never happened. This never happened uh, anyway, in the fifteen years. It's never happened. Uh, anyway. Tell Phil so hi. I thought I'm gonna che- I'm gonna check out this new Darth Vader book. Yeah. And the the problem is that we are continually stuck between other stories. And that's and that was for a while. my problem, yeah. It's, it, now you're talking know, about five years or six years of in-between stories that can't really right. go anywhere. So this one takes place after Empire is over, and Vader is on this mission, just like the other one, to find Luke or to find more about Luke. Mm-hmm. And he basically goes back to try to find... Anybody who had contact with Luke Skywalker to see who ruined him and take his revenge on them. Ruined him how? So he goes back because he's a good guy. Okay. He's not going to the dark side. He wouldn't go with his father. You know, like all that stuff. Right, right, right. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you have a dad, dude, but you ruined him. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a dad, remember? That, he was created by fucking midichlorians. Exactly. So that <sighs> ruined him. So, ruined all of us. Anyway, it does have a, a, a sense of just like this endlessly ongoing thing where he's chasing him. And because we know – it's between stories where we know what happens. They tend to be little character pieces. And, I, and it was well done. It was a good book. But it is it is steadily becoming less compelling because it has been going on like this for so long. And, you know, like he goes back to, to Tatooine. That's where we're going to start. But everybody there's dead, like so. There's not really anything to it. So we get flashbacks to prequel stuff and own Lars getting, Ooh. you know, the the baby and and then at the end, um, the I'm gonna spoil this. So the reveal is that uh, Padme shows up, uh, and I was like, no, well, no. is she alive? Well, I think it's gonna be like one of those things where they said Darth Vader's ex-wife shows up, or I'm right. sorry, Han Solo's ex-wife shows up, right. and then it turned out not to be. Anything. But that's what the last page is, and you know, big comic book like <gasps> reveal. You know, right. it's you know, whatever Michelle Knight. Or whatever. How much you've been reading this almost the whole time? How much of these stories have been like important Star Wars moments, like this versus just Star Wars stories, tales of Star Wars, tales of the bounty hunter type stuff? It's mostly that. With the other, with the the sort of real continuity looped in, I guess you have to uh, kick like, off the book with something like this. Yeah, and then you get sort of character developmenty stuff. There was a really long bit. I think it was Charles Soule in Star Wars, uh, where they're on a planet and and um. Like there's the, the Mars Guild and it's a whole thing about which sides and blah, blah, blah. And then Luke has to go off on a thing and it's a character, you know, a piece. And that, that stuff was actually kind of interesting because there were adventures that took place between the things that lead to some of the character building that you don't see. You know, there's a big difference between Luke in Empire and Luke in Jedi. Yeah. Or, or, or between Star Wars and Empire. And I like stories about those people that fit in without 
explaining why something happened plot wise. I mm-hmm. don't want to know. I don't need to know like what happened between Dagobah and Bespin mm-hmm. and how he got there right. or he whatever. Flew. But in the part, yeah, but right. So it explained like, and that's why there was an Ugnaught. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. Well, I always because go back to the, say- I always go back to the, uh, why was C-3PO's arm red in The Force Awakens? And they, they, mm-hmm. and I know, the, I know you said, that, I know it was a pick of the week. I know you said it was a good comic, but the, the, the idea that they, Ron, Ron the idea that it was a marketed that way, find out why his arm was red was like, ugh, I don't want to know why his arm was red. I don't care why his arm gets, was red. Yeah, I think for most people, I don't think we're typical. I think that gets people in the door. But for these stories, I, I, I think it's best when, you know, you send them out there and you get to see the choices that they make and it makes sense. So it feels like you're hanging out with that character and you get some more time with them. And if it's well done, you know, that's that's cool. It's fine. But I don't want I don't want so much connecting the dots. You can tell me you're fake connecting the dots and I'll, I'll I can get that's a marketing thing. But either way, though, this sort of Darth Vader story is just him walking or running around and flying around and, and you know. But maybe that's all you can do with him. But yeah. what was interesting about Kieran Gillen is that you paired him with these other really interesting characters, with Doctor Afra, with her two murder droids, right. with a, 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 a Wookie who was a different Wookie, and how he reacted with them because he couldn't kill them. Right. Like the threat was always there, but you knew that that wasn't really what was happening because the story was interesting. And this keeps trying to do that, but it's like less successfully. Um, is the main book yeah. now between Empire and Jedi? I'm trying to remember. Because as, as you mentioned, that is, that is like Luke, the, the change between Luke in, in in A New Hope and Empire is not as extensive as the change with him between Empire and Jedi. And that would be, that could lead to you to interesting stories. Like how does, how has he yeah. grown and matured in between I, that? I think, I think that's where it still is. And you also get that with the other people. You get a, you know, you get a C-3PO story, you get, you know, or like a you know, story. The last one was was pretty good, where they were supposed to blow up this planet, and then they found out that there were these sentient rock things on it, All and right, so you, you know, that. Chewbacca and C three PO had to, you know, they're the ones who made the decision. Oh, we can't blow this planet up, and then you know, everybody else arrives, and then they, the Empire wants to blow it up, and you know, it was all sort of Star Wars morality stuff, and it worked really well. Um, that was pretty good, and you know, Phil Noto drew that. Oh, did he go? Anyway, um, he must have left. He took your food and left. Yeah. Man, it's true. Um, so that's Star Wars Corner. You know, We've been here in a while, and that's a long, long Star Wars discussion. I like talking about Star Wars, yeah. even if it's some, the books I'm not reading. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it, it. I wanted to check it. So you know, well done comic, but you know, life. I need something else. The other day, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, uh, TNT was running like a nonstop Star Wars marathon for like three days must have been over the holiday weekend mm-hmm. and it was really great to just every so often just turn it on and check in wherever they were and just sit and watch it for a little mm-hmm. while it was so great <laughs> so good um True. so those are the books we wanted to talk about but over at patreon.com slash i fanboy as we mentioned earlier if you join up to become a patron you can add a vote to add a book to the rundown and this week it was a tight vote i think every book was separated by every top book was separated by one vote each and the winner was X-Men Fantastic Four, number one, from Chip Zdarsky, with art by Terry Dodson and Rachel Dodson, Dexter Vines, and Carl Story, colors by Laura Martin, letters by Joe Caramagna. Caramagna? Caramagna. All-star team. Yeah, it's Anya. A, it's like a, lasagna. That's what I figured. Um, 
it is an all-star team. And I was really interested because I haven't seen Terry Dodson's interiors in forever. So I think since that weird Russian spy book he did for Image like five years ago. Everything right, now is yeah. everything now is like five years ago for me. I just yeah, that's fine. I don't even try to calculate. I just go five years ago because I assume that's in the realm of when things happened. Um, so that, that's and that's a note for the listeners. Don't correct him and say it was seven years ago because right. he's going to go. Yeah, five years ago. Yeah, it's about five years ago. Uh, so the the pitch for this is is interesting. You know, Franklin Richards is a mutant. There's still a lot. You know, they 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 restarted the X Men books with this new mutant um, status quo with Krakoa and their new mutant rights and the, all the stuff that's happening in the book. So why not do a little side miniseries dealing with how Franklin deals with all this? And that's not a bad idea for a miniseries. Um, and this issue, uh, the X-Men go to, go to talk to him about maybe coming to Krakoa. Xavier sends um, Kitty Pride and a bunch of other, Magneto and Wolverine and Storm, a, a group that doesn't hang out in the current books, but is all the heavy hitters for your book sales. And uh, Pyro and Iceman, because the Marauders take them. Uh, and and uh, Bishop, so the, the Marauders team plus Wolverine and and uh, Magneto go to get Franklin, and there's conflict because the uh, Fantastic Four don't want him to go to Krakoa, so they they of course have to fight. A, and he's been Franklin has been increasingly surly. Yeah, he dyed uh, his hair black. He's all emo yeah. now. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, it, I feel like with the, the, the black hair dye, they should have gone full emo on him. He should have just been. They should have made a choice. Fair enough. I do like that at the beginning they showed a little flashbacky of him. He was little and he did the blonde hair. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's how we get to remember. And it does tie into the original Fantastic Four X-Men miniseries from the 80s, which I read. Right. And I put well, into a, I okay. put one issue into a time capsule in my playground at school when we, when we rebuilt it, um, in which Kitty and Franklin had like a little kid friendship where she was still a teenager and he was young. So they, they play on that now. And he really, he really buries his head in her bosoms when he gives her a... Gives her a hug. Well, <laughs> or later. He is a teenage boy. I like, I like the old time use of bosoms. Um, <laughs> plural really gives it a flavor. The bosoms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about using words like pop. Um, so my my aside, my flashback is that was that series. Uh, I I remember seeing. Like a back issue, and I thought, oh, I bet that's going to be good. <laughs> like, I, like it was the last time that that kind of marketing really worked on me right. when I was ten, and I went and I bought that, and I remember I ordered the other issues, like via I think it was like American Comics, whatever mail order thing, mm-hmm. and I had them sent to me. Because um, two things, those were um, they were like prestige issues. Yeah. Or the, you, yeah. did you remember? They weren't like the with the the square binding, but they had the heavier paper and the better color. Yeah, you like I, I, remember, I remember. I think they were a buck, they were a buck fifty or a buck yes. twenty five instead of seventy five cents. And I used to think those were the most beautiful things. Well, they were really, they, they, like I, I the, the production of that time. It was a real step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and we don't. It's funny because we don't get that anymore. Now we always have uh, coated paper, and all comics are the same. But you used to get the step up from sort of the the heavier newsprint. Uh, into that really thicker stock, and the color all sort of stood out more because it was a whiter paper. Mm-hmm. I love that. I was so ex- and it felt like it was worth the extra money. 
I remember the Wolverine comic at that time was printed on the slightly heavier paper from what you got over in Amazing Spider-Man or, or Fantastic Four. Yeah. And that actually made comics feel special. And then they switched, you know, like all the paper changed. But then they, you know, then there was the prestige things like the Batman 89 adaptation comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that. That's my that's my point. I remember not remembering anything about the story. Or thinking that it was particularly good or whatever, but it did feel like a special thing. So I really liked that that was called back in this. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's, that's kind of a cool thing. And you know, because I, I'm assuming Zdarsky is somewhere around our age. And so he probably also had that experience yeah. or something similar to it. And I like that. I, I like that relating to my history in comics, um, which is lucky because we're sort of the same age as all of the other white men who are writing comics who are our age. So, um, you know, that gives us a touchstone. That's 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 nice. And I am sorry for everybody else who isn't. Uh, uh, what do you want to do? Um, that's not all comics are now. though. Um, I enjoyed this but I didn't think it was great. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, uh, again, little things like why isn't Pyro got his face tattoo now? Like, if, or why is Cyclops wearing a different, completely different costume than he's been wearing in every other book? Like, there's little editorial things like that in addition to the um, Black Cat thing this week where I, I was like, I mean, like, you know, Pyro's face tattoo is a pretty major thing that happened early on in the story, so I feel like he should have it and... Cyclops shouldn't be in his '90s costume, which or our version of his '90s costume, and things, shouldn't things like, he be? Well, he should. But, <laughs> Maybe um, this is the right book. <laughs> Those felt, others are wrong. It's not, not, that's not invalid. Um, I liked the conflict between between um, <laughs> Franklin. I, I completely blanked on his name. Franklin and his dad, where his dad has I been trying too. to figure out why Franklin's powers are waning every time he uses them and has therefore done some shady things, which is totally in character of Reed to do as yeah. we've seen over the, especially the modern Reed. So he's Boy, there's this. been, there's, there's been a couple of really good, we talked about it with uh, Dan slots where uh, Reed wasn't thinking real well uh, in that story where he did something stupid, mm-hmm. you know, and then he did something stupid here. And I love that everybody called him on it yeah. right away. Yeah, he you know, has, like, he put like a device in him to suppress his mutant powers. So he so when Franklin walks through one, the gate that's in Central Park to go to Krakoa, he just just walks through the gate, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't end up there because his powers have been suppressed, and that's and everybody gets mad at Reed and Reed and and they you know, and even and then Reed realizes what a bonehead he's been because mm-hmm. I I like that that's always been Reed's character where he's so entranced by the science that he for loses sight of what it means. He he doesn't. He's so concerned whether he could, not whether he should, as we've learned in mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Um, and also, like it's it's a it's a fantastic metaphor for parenthood. Like yeah. you always are trying to do the right thing, and you think you're doing the right thing, and you never know if you are. And many times you are not. And and you know that really hits home. And it's it's that was really good. I like, but that allowed Professor X just to to throw him a little bit of shade on the way out. Yeah, <laughs> I suspect this will resolve itself in time. Like, ooh, sassy. Like he's. Yeah. They, they've realized they don't actually need to do anything that Franklin's going to show up there on his, on his own, which is what he does. He and Val stow away on the Marauder ship, and that leads, leads to classic Doctor Doom showing up at the end. Uh, the Oh, wow. Doctor Doom showed up. Maybe another one Galactus will show up. Every comic book on the stands. <laughs> it's Lex Luthor. It's the Joker. Um, make other villains. <laughs> or, um, or just show them. There are, there are tons good. of them. There's tons things of them. that were good. Conversation. Uh, between Ben and Franklin 
was really interesting. And let's not forget that Arsky did that great lead up to the Fantastic Four yes, coming back, where I they thought about where that. Johnny and Ben were were going through Marvel you know, two and one dimensions trying to find. Yep, th- that was really good. And this, well, that was, was interesting like, oh, right, because these knows them. the idea now this, the, the there's a slight seed of doubt planted is is. Yes, is Reed really doing all he can to cure Ben and to cure Franklin? Because Franklin's like, well, they kind of need you. He's you're you're good in a fight. Yeah. The rest of them can't punch, you know, was, in the knee like that. And so that was great. Like that was I was that is really smart writing. It's really good writing. That's a thing I haven't seen, you know. But it it all goes right back to the very roots of what the sort of conflicts within that team are. I thought that was. And Ben, really ben, ben says no. That's that's crazy. But you know the quiet, the the, the silent panel where he's thinking about it. Yep. That's the that's your seed of doubt panel, which will never have to be returned to. It just you have to you just always know it's there, which is mm-hmm. great. Good it doesn't have to be a thing. Storytelling. Yeah, the art's great. I mean, the dots. I, like. I, like I like the dots. I think they're good. Yes, absolutely, and and having just having them do a book makes it feel special right away. Um, even if it wasn't like I don't think it was I didn't it's good, but I wasn't like this art's mind blowing. Yeah, but, no, I agree. Um, you know, doesn't happen very much. The thing I didn't like, the thing I continue to not like, the stuff that's driving me away from this X Men thing is that they're dicks now. <laughs> they're suit. I mean, they they sound like they're the master race. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a bit like he's like, well, we're the next agent. Well, that sounds really bad. And he's like, but it's true. Like <laughs> Xavier's an asshole now. And he's he's a kind of a totalitarian. He sounds more like Magneto. Mm-hmm. And I know that's the conflict that we're all supposed to do. But like all of these other characters, we have spent so much time with Logan over the years. And now he's acting completely contrary to how we've known him. Yeah, Kitty is the only one. Who and she's the one who's not allowed to go. Th- she can't go through the gates. I forget why, but they haven't said why. So yet. that makes her, that makes her separate. But she seems to be the only character who's like a little dubious about this. Like she's going on with it, but she st- she tells Franklin, and thank goodness because otherwise it would have been completely off the off the rails. You know, do what you think is best for you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to hold it again. Like she actually has his best interests at heart, and everybody else is now now. Sue Storm, that's his. That's her baby. Yeah. She's she reacts, overreact. Like get into a fight in Manhattan and cars start going around. I was like, no, yeah, that's, no, that's yeah. that's ridiculous. I mean, it's comic book stuff, but still, that's felt false to me. I just don't. It's really hard to take these characters who are superheroes and make them whatever they are now. It's, I think it's a good good plan, it's a good story, but it's it's hard to swallow. Yeah, the fight was really contrived. Even though you, yes. you, you knew it was coming because they have to get together and fight before they can resolve their problems. But um, again, continuity-wise, this is this kitty bears no resemblance to the kitty in, in the Marauders books. This is not like angry, got the tattoos on her hands, you know, fucks up all the bad guys unnecessarily harshly kitty. This is a much more uh, pre-Marauders kitty. Uh, this is kitty kitty. Yeah. I mean, this, this is, feels like her. Yeah. This is not the kitty consumed with whatever rage she has because she can't go through the gates. So you have to assume this took place prior to or the very beginning of the, of the X-Men stuff because it just doesn't fit what characters going. And that would explain why Prior doesn't have his tattoo. You'd have to put this at the very beginning because uh, it doesn't it, – these characters have all gone and, on, on journeys since then. And, and you know, Dodson probably isn't the fastest person. Dodson. And maybe they planned ahead. And maybe this came out now. We've got Dodson. Though. we got Dodson here. That's Nobody the cares. second Jurassic Park reference <laughs> in, this, in this issue. 
Uh, Reed, oh, okay. Reed is more considered of what he could should do and, or could do other than what he should do. Um, right, right, right. That's not the exact quote. That's probably why he didn't get it. Uh, so uh, 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 dinosaurs. <laughs> there was a lot of us in there. I, I mean, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I'm, 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 I like the conflict between Franklin and Reed. I like the relationship between Franklin and Kitty. Um, I liked it. And then the art's great. I liked it enough where I'll, I'll probably continue to read it, assuming that the Dodsons drew it all, which would probably mean they started drawing it two years ago. Um, yeah. But did you, did you see the one little infographic piece? It says Reed Richards. And then there's, you know, there's basically a little diagram with like faux Hickman circles. Yeah. I think I see. And it has, it has a right, but it has a line to each of the members of the fantastic four. And then the line to Franklin Richards is broken. And I was like, that's some, that's some bullshit fake Hickman stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't need that illustrated. That's no one's doing that. I, I just thought it was like a second-rate Hickman diagram. Well, that's but the what the fuck is the, the god power? Inside. Theoretical I energy source of superhumans in the relation to the Fantastic Four. I don't. I don't need that. Just, just I know. Just I. I was like, all right, fine. I'll take it on for this. Whatever. It's like a metaphor for it's modern good, comics. I, it's a good question. I actually like the bit where he was like, "Well, how come our intake of energy?" is the same, but we're outputting all this energy. I was like, that's a really good question if you want to get into that. But it does get you into that that territory that Grant Morrison wrote about, right? Uh, which is like, how does the Batmobile do this? How does it, you know, like, don't, who cares? Yeah. Like, if you get in too deep, you're going to fuck yourself. It'll and all we've fall seen apart. that time and time again. Midichlorians. There was a part, the where, a part where uh, Sue puts Magneto in a ball and like sends him flying off, and he's like, like upside down, tightly in a circle. It's like, that's an old man. As an old man, you've fucked up his back. Jacked. Now. You just fucked up his back. I don't care how jacked he is. <laughs> He's got a bad back. He's old. So, oh, this is the Patreon pick, so we should do ratings on it. Ratings. Ratings. I totally forgot. Uh, this is a tough one because... There's parts of it that were, that were two, two and a half stars. There's parts of it that were five stars. It just were. I'm going like to give it... Bits and pieces... Yeah, no, I think because last week we gave a book a three and we didn't really love it, and I don't. That's not this book, so I'll, no. I think a three point seven five. I was literally going to say exactly the same thing: three and three quarter stars. Ed McMahon's voice. We are on the same wavelength. Yeah, and I think that that's because that's what the book was. Are you going to stick with it? I'm, I'm absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot, I had fun reading it. I, those conflicts almost made it more fun to read. You know, yeah, and I am—I I read it anyway. If it had been the patron pick, it still would have. Was still, was still it, I, I almost considered it as pick of the week, oh. but only only in the fact this was a weird week. So Patreon.com/slash iFanboy. That's where you can go, and everyone can vote the, add a book to the rundown. But if you give at the five dollar or higher level, you get your own superpower live on the show with sometimes little to no preparation whatsoever, as a way of thanks. And Josh is going to kick it off this week. Yeah, I figured that might be the case, so I put myself in first. Uh, John Morrison, uh, when he's around, Bluetooth works flawlessly as it was intended to. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> – like Bluetooth is amazing, it but works. it can be super annoying, and you don't really know why. Why did you just disconnect? Why are you connecting to that thing over there? I'm holding the device here? next to you. We're, it's practically touching. <laughs> It is an amazing technology. It is so cool. But just fucking work. Well, John Morrison, if you hang out with him, 
the right one is going to hook up to your car when you get in it. There's not going to be a delay. It's not going to tell you for some reason it failed connection. Right. It's it's or or God forbid you get a new one and it just won't connect. Why does it connect to your phone? <laughs> You're never in this car. Yep. Yeah. Christopher K. Lewis can look at any photograph and he he knows the story behind what was happening in the photograph. Oh. It's uh you know. He, oh, that guy, his name was John, and he was a he was a bricklayer, and that he, I realize that sounds old timey. The reason why I saw this is because I was I went down a Billy the Kid rabbit hole because Young Guns was on TV the other day, and, sure. And I was thinking about the photograph that they found recently, where they think it was Billy the Kid. Well, John Christopher can look at this photograph and be like, "That is Billy the Kid. He was there doing this, and that's what happened for this photograph." He knows why the people who, who the people were and why they were in that in the photograph. So you're saying he'll make you famous? He will make you famous. You think he looks at Instagram and is like, bullshit, 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 <laughs> yeah, bullshit, exactly. bullshit, bullshit. So that photo is Photoshop. I was excited to say this. Thomas Christodulideros. Nope, nope. Oh, you Christ- blew it. Christodulides. 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 I should know because most of the guys in my high school are Greek. Let's uh, raise the glass for Thomas who's had to deal with a lot of shit in his life because yeah. of that name. Sorry, Thomas. Um you just did a little bit for us, but we care. We try. I do care. Yeah. Yes, he can tell you definitively, definitively if you should take somebody or yourself to the doctor. <laughs> no, that is a problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, uh, I mean, the dog's hurt. Should we should we take her to the vet? No, it's fine. Don't you don't take it. He just, can't. He's not. He's not he, diagnosing. He t- he's not saying what it is. He's just saying you should check it out. Yes. Go go on. I don't know. I got this cough, but I don't think you want to go in right now. Yeah. No, no, it'll be fine. Yeah, really good to have around if you have babies. You want to you invite Thomas over, like, is this a thing? No, no, it's not a thing. Uh, he can tell you if you need to go to the doctor. That's good. For humans and pets. Every, anybody that might need medical care, he can tell if we should take it to the next level. I see. Tim, the uh, singly named Tim. The Enchanter. Um, and I'm just, we may have done this power before, but I don't care. Uh, Tim... Can, consci- <laughs> can consciously control the growth of his finger and toenails. So, here, if let's say you cut your nails too close, or you like, tr- you know, scratched or like oh, tore okay. them, or were picking at them, and suddenly you exposed angry nerve-ending you, skin, you overshot. Uh, he can just go zoop back up, right back up nice. there. And of course, you know, as a weapon, he could he could grow out some claws and then retract them, kind of like Wolverine fingers, but. Theoretically, wouldn't need to cut them then, so you didn't have that problem. You just right. I'm about. saying, I'm saying, if if it had happened, he you know, he could have he could have, you know. Sometimes you just you, you could tear, tear it. You tear something by accident. You catch it on something, oh. and oh. yeah, I, I know. It happened to me the other day, and he just he can clean that right up. Also, he's got to be careful because too long, then they start curling, and then you get that weird, you know, the weird. Is any effect on density or shape? No, he, it's just it's just okay. little growth. He can control the growth of the uh, the nails. They grow as they would. And I assume that when he does that, he has to access the god power. Right, exactly. Because otherwise, where is that energy coming from? Yeah, otherwise, why, why have any magic in comics anymore? Just have it all be explained by science. That's fun. There are those who call him... Tim? Patreon.com slash iFanboy. Thanks to John, Christopher, Thomas, and Tim for being patrons and supporting the show. We do appreciate it. Enjoy those powers in good health. And if not, ask, ask uh, Thomas about it. It's true. Can we quickly address this first email and then we will wrap this guy up? Wrap the show up. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do the email. Let's do I, it. I have a guy here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Phil Noto. It's he's got. He's waiting Phil for Phil Noto. <laughs> he's waiting for to hang out. You forgot you were going to play video games with Phil Noto. Sorry, and... Phil. I'm sorry. I know. I, you do have good taste in music. I know that much. He's looking at your record collection. He'll be fine. He'll, he can wait for a few months. Randy, be quiet. I'm trying to record. Randy said in a recent episode, there was a comment made about maybe having to review some image comics because of how weak recent weeks have been. There are other companies as well putting out amazing books, such as Boom, who's consistently putting out great work, as well as Vault Comics and First Second, just to name a few. Um, that's the end of the c- question. And there have been other sort of comments about this because we have been griping a little bit about that stuff. But I I thought we should address it really quickly to sort of, re, I guess, remind ourselves and folks about sort of the process around here. Yeah, but um, before you get to that, I think it's I think I think that's a mischaracterization of what we said because oh, no, yeah. the question presumes that we wouldn't look at Image Comics unless we were feeling dissatisfied with Marvel and DC, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, read, we read Image all the time. And in fact, there was a period of time where people were making fun of the show, calling it the Image Pick of the Week podcast because it was so many – I mean, it's not like we are – we had to be like, oh, we had to go read some image books because I can't find anything to like at Marvel and DC. That's crazy. Yes, and I, I and overall, I mean, let, let's let's all be very honest about this. The bulk of comic book consumers' interest is in Marvel and DC titles. Yeah, percent. So, so yeah, and and we know that because we ran a wet website, yeah. and the further that we got away from those, the less people were interested numerically. Yeah. I think it's important to also point out. We're not new at this. <laughs> We're not new. Uh, we've been doing this for 15 years. We've been, we've been my family for 20. We, we know every publisher and we know what they're putting out. Every publisher knows us and, and we get press material from almost everybody, including review copies of di- digital copies. Like, boom, I've got four emails from Boom in my inbox right now. I know, exa- I know exactly what Boom's doing. It's just that happens that Boom doesn't really put out books that f- fit into our interest they do sometimes mm-hmm. and we certainly talk about them but you know they just don't idw does almost exclusively licensed books which we don't care about we, we just talked we talk about dark horse every now and then they, they they do a lot of stuff we're also not interested in in entirely um first second only does graphic novels so they wouldn't so be on off. the show we're talking we're talking about weekly comic books and issues yeah. that come out that's what we do on the show um on the book spills we'll sometimes we'll get away from that a little bit but yeah and and you know, the thing is, though, that I want to like Connor, and I go over the diamond list every week mm-hmm. for every publisher. Um, I would I'll admit he's a little better at getting in the bottom part. The way that it's organized is it it organizes uh, what is it? Six or seven of the of the com- you know, groups top by six publisher. Now, they added boom to it. The, the prestige right. publishers. And, yeah. and then after that, that bottom part of the list does tend to get a little hard to pick out what it is you want in there. And, and I definitely missed some of the newer publishers. But also, and I'm sorry about this, but also like I've, I, I have not been all that rewarded by delving deeper into that. Right. We, I, I really there has not been many standouts. Like, oh my god, you got to get to this because we know. Yeah, and we 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 what happens what tends to happen is that uh, if someone's really good or a book's really good, it will either get noticed and we'll talk about it, or they'll get hired by a bigger publisher because they want to make money making comics and. Uh, the best we we think we always say and it's not 100 percent true, but it's mostly true. Is the best people making comics tend to be working at the top three publishers, mm-hmm. or top four, um, even five. I think you can put Boom in there now because they and Boom Boom focuses almost entirely on YA stuff. They do a lot of other stuff too, but 
they found and, and, a very successful stuff. a very successful niche in licensed stuff that we don't care about and YA stuff that isn't really in our wheelhouse. Although we do occasionally read and enjoy YA, we don't. It's not really. It's, it's a lot of magical stuff and stuff. We're just not fantasy stuff. Stuff we're not really into. Um, but again, and, and, I'm aware of it. I get, a, I get we get emails about them every day about what yeah. they what they're putting out. Their new books. Who's working on them? We're aware of everything. So we, we have a pretty good handle of what, what it is we like and don't like. And and there's honestly not much value for you as a listener or us as uh, reviewers to talk about stuff that we don't really have a feeling about, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like it's one thing for me to be up here and be, well, it's, you know, it's good, it's good, well done, it's well executed. I know I did that this week, you know, but it doesn't make me feel one thing or another. And, you know, there's a lot of mid-list sort of uninteresting stuff as people get their chops together. You know, and and cream rises to the top or whatever. But we're looking out for that stuff. We can't read everything. That's that's also another thing. Uh, you know, and then history has taught us to sort of you know where to focus on things that are going to make us interested and also make the, the majority of our listenership interested. Yeah. Like we know what people talk about and what they're interested in. And when we have movie stills, a thing that we can grab onto, we will. Like we've done it lots of times. It's just I think it's important to know that it's 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 not as if. We don't know these things. We're, we're established for whatever, for, for good or for ill, established members means. members of this community in terms of reviewing. We, 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 everyone, we get emails from everyone. Everyone. Yeah. I get, tw- we get 20 emails a day from publishers about what they're putting out. We, they, we get the, the, the review copies in, in, you know, digital form. We get all this stuff. We know everything. I, we can't read it all, but if something interesting pops up from another publisher, like Aftershock this week with, with John Lehman's book, we, we read it. And also, we we make sure to try to talk to each other as much as possible. Yeah. You know, like check this out, look at this. This is a thing you might like, or this is interesting. Also, it is happening. Yeah. It doesn't. It, if we're not talking about the show, it doesn't mean we didn't, haven't read it either. That's very true. A lot of things come out and and are highly touted. We read it and we go, well, that didn't connect with me at all. And and and, and it didn't connect with me in a way that would make it interesting to talk about. Yeah. If it doesn't connect with us. Which we we don't tend to talk about it unless there's an interesting reason behind why it didn't connect with us. But for most things are just kind of like that wasn't really for me. I didn't really like it. There's no point in, in spending 30 minutes saying that over and over again. So we talk about the things we can have a hopefully interesting interesting discussion about. We're um, pretty ruthless about what we put on the show. We'll also read books we really like, but we don't have anything else to say about them. Right. You know, and not put them on the show. It's it works both ways. But we you know we're aware we're aware of everything, almost everything, at least and, and passingly. And and to be fair, this is also top of mind for us. We're like, we would love to have other things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And when we find them, we're very excited about it. And I believe we had a discussion um, not too long ago about how how weird the the comics market has been in the outside of the big, you know, five companies. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. – and obviously – and I said earlier, I just wanted to clarify that most of the best people are working in Marvel and DC and Image and Dark Horse and Boom to an extent. But there's a great – group of people who only make graphic novels you know some of the best people mm-hmm. are, but that's not, again not the format of the show yeah we don't have time to read a graphic novel before between wednesday and when we do the show on friday it just it just doesn't we don't have the time so mm-hmm. in the old days when we were doing it full time we had the time and we talked about more graphic novel stuff but we just don't have the time now so uh there's great graphic novels coming out from first second first second does amazing work we used to talk about first totally. second a lot back when we were full time we did the video show First second stuff got got uh, covered a lot. No one cared, but we covered it a lot. Um, it's just that doesn't <laughs> doesn't fit the, the the show right now. Yeah. So basically, we are considerate of those things. We you know there, we there's always room for for more stuff to get in there, 
And when we do find it, you know, as much as we're able to, uh, we will include it. But let me and, flip and, the coin on us and be fair and say we even if we are aware of everything, we, we, may not, we may have missed things. So if you think there's absolutely a, if you think there's a series, it's going to be a single issue series. Can't be graphic, graphic novels. If you think there's a series that we have neglected and we that, that and you knowing our tastes and knowing what we like that you think we should be reading. Go to ifanboy.com, find the post of the show, put it in the comments, and if we get if there's enough fire behind something, then I'm I will make the commitment to I will check an issue of the series out. So yeah, totally. if you think we've missed something, if you think we've been neglectful of a, of a book, um, please let us know in the comments. And if there's enough people mention it, I will I will check out an issue of it. Yeah. We appreciate that. that. We've, we've, we've missed books in the past, and it's totally happened because yeah. there's 150 books that come out every week. It's impossible mm-hmm. to read them all. So. Let us know, and then yeah, we'll check it out. If 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 enough people mention it, contact at ifanboy.com. That's where you can write an email in. Thanks, Randy. And also, this was great. Feel write it if you think we're doing something wrong. Write us and tell us, and it'll be a good discussion out of it. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks. I did not. I did not take that as an attack. By the way, I I I'm, no. I, I think no. I think it's a good discussion. So th- thanks for writing it in, writing that in, and um, please. Keep them coming. A lot of great emails. We just we keep running long and missing the chance to do more of them. You know, in the old days, we used to do like four or five emails a show. I don't even understand. We must have talked about the books a lot less because we didn't know what to say. I think we only did a couple of minutes in each book as opposed to longer. Yeah. I think the book the, the book discussions have gotten longer, which has compressed the show time a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a talk explode. Uh, with myself and uh, m- mainly Marvel writer Matthew Rosenberg. Um, I dug it. I always always enjoy those conversations. Um, that was actually your December talks blowed. I have another uh, February talks blowed coming up, and I may I may go to March because we're going to switch the thing. Yeah, we yeah we we still owe you the books blowed, which we need to. Rec- I, I'm ready. We just need to record I'm, it. I'm nearly ready. I'm not going to lie. It's been a little bit of a struggle. Um, Batman by Neil Adams, book three. Uh, a friend of mine, listener, the friend of the show uh, uh, who runs a comic book shop was like, yeah, some guy came in here the other day and said that you, you that he's buying Batman book three by Neil Adams for something. That's weird. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing a show. And he's like, oh, well, it works. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> One copy. <laughs> well, um, I hope they don't regret it. Well, let's do the show soon so people don't. don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's. It's. Look for it n- next week. Maybe week. next. N- sometime soon. We're, we're yeah. gonna get that, get out these. It's, it's 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 we're we're not we're not forgetting about it at all. No no no. And uh, I meant to mention this last week, and we, it slipped our minds. But um, and we talked about this on our last patron hangout. But um, the question of special edition shows came up because well, there's, you know, it's the beginning of the year and there's comic book movies that are, as there always are. And what are we going to cover? And the expectation in the past is we would cover all of them. But I think this year we've decided to Marie Kondo that shit. And we're only going <laughs> to do the ones that spark joy. And so I think right now the, the plan is we're going to cover Black Widow and Wonder Woman and The Eternals. Maybe Venom 2 because Josh did the first one. But... Right now, there's no plan to cover Birds of Prey or Bloodshot or The New Mutants or Morbius because um, they all look really terrible and life is short. People seem to be enjoying Birds of Prey. I don't trust those people. I kind of don't either, but I, I have I have seen it enough that I was I was curious. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's what I keep, what I've been taking from what I've been reading is that she's really great and she is really great at Harley as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. She was great as Harley Quinn in in the Suicide Squad, but that doesn't mean the movie's good. 
But mm-hmm. that's what I've been reading is that eh, the movie's not great, but she's really great. And that's totally fine, but I, I, I don't want to relive Suicide Squad. I'm already, I still I don't want to do that again. So unless someone I really trust says, no, you're crazy, we, we'll go back and talk about it, but we'll, maybe we'll, but right now we have no plans because that movie looks terrible. So um, we aren't, I think going forward, it's going to be more about what are we excited to talk about? Or what are we interested in? As opposed to having to cover everything, like I don't want to have another Josh doing Hellboy by himself and, and situation. Where I don't either. So we're we're trying to be more considered going forward in our old age about what we spend our time covering. Um, mm-hmm. So there you go. So that's that's the plan. Things can always change, but that is the um, tentative plan for what we're going to cover this year in terms of. Uh, and we're all, then we'll keep doing the animated stuff. Superman Red Sun comes out in March, so we'll definitely be covering that. And, it's, but we'll see. We'll see going forward. And also, the Tripwire Awards, as I mentioned before, a book I worked on, Bill Sienkiewicz, Revolution Volume 1, is up for Best Collection. Um, it was a really fun project to work on, and it's a great, beautiful art book of covering his career. If you would consider going to the Tripwire Awards and voting for it for Best Collection, that would be great. The link is in the show notes, and, and you can vote, anyone can vote, and also you can vote in all the categories. Um, it's a it's a UK awards, and we we do appreciate anyone who's considers and voting for the for the book in the best collection category. So thank you for that. You can head over to ifanboy.com to see all the stuff that we have done before that is available there. All of our audio podcasts should be there. Yeah. Uh, you can well, find yes. out with the pick of the week. Well, no. Yeah, there's a there's a cutoff point, but they all exist all in the world. They're just not on the website. It's true. Uh, you can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out by liking facebook.com slash iFanboy or following at iFanboy on Twitter. Uh, you can follow at iFanboy Comics on Instagram, Best of the Week in Panels, and the show come up, or whatever else we feel like sticking up there. Um, those are also places where you could theoretically uh, tell us that what we could be reading, although we don't necessarily see everything that happens there. Yeah. Um, if you want us well, to read a book, go to put it in the comments on the website because we'll definitely see that. We, we may miss yeah. a Twitter reply or something on Facebook because we we're not there often. If you definitely want us to see it, we will definitely see it at ifanboy.com. True enough. Uh, it's actually even better to do that than email, quite yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow us individually, uh, C.S. Kilpatrick and J.A. Flanding on Instagram. Um, yeah, that'll 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 set you up. You'll be good. That'll do, pig. And finally, uh, if you enjoy the show, and I don't know why you would, but if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review. <laughs> uh, consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to your podcast, whatever whatever uh, aggregator. Uh, please, please consider subscribing to the show and re- rating and reviewing it. We do thank everyone who does that. Um, it. it it helps a lot, and we do appreciate it. Even better than that is to tell your friends. Word of mouth is a great way to help spread the word about the show, and just any show you like. I'll, I'll just mention I've recently been hooked on Conan O'Brien's show. I've never listened to it before, but I listened to one, and now I can't stop listening to it. So uh, I'm going to rate and review that show because I appreciate it. And I, I think everyone who listens to any show should should do it, no matter if you're like us or if you're Conan O'Brien and don't really need the help. You still People should still uh, rate and review shows because yeah. It does help. So thank you very much to everyone who does that. We're real long, so I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Thanks, everyone. Bye.